Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about why separation without lawyers is definitely a thing. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog that covers everything for your single mother journey, a lighthearted Facebook group called The Single Mum Vine, where we focus on the good parts of single motherhood. My You've Got This Single Mum e-course, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on my website, beanstalkmums.com.au. AU. But on this sunny morning in Queensland, I am chatting to Belinda Eldridge from Divide. And before I let Belinda come on and talk to us, I'm just going to tell my listeners a little bit about Belinda, although a lot of people already know her. But if you don't, Belinda is a founder and managing director of Divide, which helps couples who have separated to financially separate in a cost-effective manner without using lawyers. Belinda herself is a single mother and she loves helping separated couples, which she is famed for doing with transparency and honesty. Um, Not only does she give them the facts, which we need uh, but she also gives them hope empathy and the understanding that yes it might be hard now but it will get better she works with couples to determine what financial structure will be best for them as two single parents co-parenting and then helps them agree on the action plan to implement the new structure as cost effectively as possible belinda welcome back to the beanstalk podcast Thank you very much. I'm lost for words with that lovely introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, that's what I was probably one of the best uh, introductions, most confident reading it out because I know you so well now because we've been working together for several years. Yeah, a long time. um, Yeah, yeah, it feels like such a long time. And, um, and I mean that in a positive way. And in fact, this is the third time you've come on the podcast over the years. And I'm just going to let you know, Belinda, before we get going, that my chats with you, the last two podcasts we've done, have been some of my most popular. I've had around about two, just under 2,000 people download and listen to them all the way through. <laughs> I don't no, well, actually know nice. that. Sometimes when, when people ring me, no, I, I didn't know that. And sometimes when people ring me and I start talking, they're, they're like, oh, yes, I, I recognise you from the podcast. And I thought, oh, well, someone does actually listen. That's Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd let you know that before we headed into the questions. I didn't know whether that would make you feel more comfortable or think, oh, my God, there's going to be loads of people listening. <laughs> I've got to be really careful what I say now. <laughs> Watch your T's and Q's. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about that on here. <laughs> um, but look, you, you are incredibly wonderful in what you do and um, I don't need to tell everybody that because all it takes is somebody to put a question about financial separation onto my group the single mum vine and I used to always head straight on and then recommend you but um, I don't need to anymore because usually by the time I get to the post somebody else has already recommended you so I think that's a really good testament to what you do and how many people you're helping yeah, well, it's, it's obviously a lovely compliment when that happens. But I, I think the thing is, when I get a chance or when people, you know, call me for a chat that I'm always available for, they can hear my um, passion about this, having, mm. you know, walked the path myself many years ago and being able to come with credibility and understanding and understanding where people are at in their emotional journey that it's not all just about the numbers you know and and that while you're trying to manage all this you're still trying to run a family kids moving into single co-parenting like there's so many factors to be considered so I think when someone one gets that and you know that someone walked that path before you and it Mm. it does get better and there is hope you know that that's all most of us need as we're going through different challenges in our life and obviously going through a separation is one of the most challenging that, that, that things that can happen. 
It really is. And I, I also find that being able to help people, I mean, obviously you're helping people on um, a professional level with your expertise as an accountant, but being able to help people on an emotional level due to the experiences, often really difficult negative experiences that have happened to us in the past, it's actually really wonderful to be able to put those awful things that happened to us and the way we dealt with them to good use by helping oh, other it's people. It's so rewarding. It's so yeah. rewarding. It's it's like sometimes people say, oh, I'm really embarrassed about this. I'm like, oh, you don't need to be embarrassed. Let me tell you a couple of my stories. You know? <laughs> not, not, not in any way to try and do one-upmanship, but just to say there is nothing that you can say that I haven't either experienced or heard before and, and, and don't beat yourself up and say, oh, I, I'm stupid that I let this happen or, or that I didn't open my eyes to it. You know, you've got to look at where you were and where you're at your stage in life. Sometimes when you find out certain things have been happening, you know, and you've got new babies, you've got young kids, you're trying to deal with that. So it, it's looking at the practicality of we can't change what's happened, but all we can change is moving forward and moving forward to a better place. Because, you know, as you know, I've got a, my youngest son's 20 with severe autism and his dad and I, we still co-parent and we'll need to for the rest of our life because of his um, autism. So it's then sharing the stuff that, that works but it doesn't just start out like that we all know it takes a lot of effort and work to get to it but the yeah. benefit that you then see in your in in your children not having to choose between parents and everything yeah I, I find hugely rewarding yeah it definitely is and Belinda and I around about the same time actually both managed to do holidays with our exes didn't we yes 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 <laughs> we, we, we still do we all went to the Australia Day weekend this year to um Stratty with my parents and I'm like <laughs> You that's know, great. if you can still holiday with my aging parents as well, um, yeah. that, 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 that's a testament. <laughs> you are doing something right there. <laughs> Look, so let's get on with these questions okay, that I've got yeah. for you. Because, <laughs> um, I want to try and um, just, I, I, I just want to get, this is a really important message to get across. So I've got some really well-targeted questions here. I'm going to ask you them and then people who are unsure as to what their next step is with their separation and whether or not they do need a lawyer, they can listen to this podcast and have a really good idea of what to do next. So my very first question for you is, um, let's get this clear from the get-go. Family lawyers do have a place in the separation process, but they are definitely not a necessity for every separating couple and not everybody realises that. So can you talk us through which kind of cases would or would not require the services of a family lawyer? Sure. So, so the first thing is it, it is a conception that the only way you can do a property settlement is you both must engage a lawyer. And, and, and that is not correct. So basically, you can choose to do a property settlement yourself, or you can each engage lawyers, or you can come to someone like us at Divide. But basically, the, the choice is, is yours. And the key thing is when documents are prepared and lodged with the family court, you both need to sign a statement of truth to the, to the court to say you've you know, fully disclosed everything. And the other key thing is you are aware of your right to obtain legal advice. And then it's up to both of you whether you choose to or, or not. And, and if you have then engaged lawyers, they would then sign off on that statement of truth to say that they've provided legal advice. But, but, but the key thing with the couples that, that we work with um, is generally are you able to or open to working together is is the is the first thing and and some people might say oh we can't stand to be in the same room as each other i'm like oh with all this working from home covid stuff that's very easily managed very rarely do i have everyone in the same room together but 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 it's then understanding that the first step in any property settlement is um documenting what your assets and liabilities are so mm. even if you're prepared to do that bit together and then step two is what the split might look like you know, you can then gauge through that if um, you need a lawyer for the second bit and, and see how far you get. But, but um, and also understanding that if you start along the path of not using a lawyer and then, because you both would prefer to talk to each other, then if at any point along the way you get stuck, you can easily then both go off to a lawyer and all the information that you've each gathered goes off to your respective lawyers with you 
so you haven't wasted any time or cost because mm. we're all time poor and want to use our time and resources efficiently and so to then know that nothing's lost um, is encouraging but but having said that you know where there are significant conflicts custody issues um, domestic violence child safety issues you're then best to engage a lawyer right from the outset you know because because the legal system is there to protect people who need that support and then it, then it wouldn't be right for them to say oh okay we don't need you know legal support because um they're then not getting the lawyer acting purely in their best interest which if you've got those other factors you know are, are, are specializations which 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 need to be considered but, mm. but 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 the summary thing is if you're prepared or open to be able to work together then then I would say your starting point can be that you, you, you can start off without needing a lawyer and, and see how you go and assess it along the way. And yes, it's just such a, um, a common myth that kind of sits yep. alongside the 50-50, that you split everything 50-50 yeah. when you separate. Another myth, another myth, yep. yep. <laughs> they, they sit quite close together. The fact that you need to get a lawyer, that's the first thing that you have to do. So thanks yep. for explaining that because, yes, there are some cases that you will need a lawyer with right from the beginning. But also, Belinda, what you're saying is, is you can get some legal advice, but you don't necessarily have to engage lawyers. There is a difference, isn't there, between There that? certainly is. And so sometimes when people come to me and they're, they're both unsure and they're like, well, I want to know what my legal rights are. And I'll say, well, there's no exact formula for how to do a property settlement. There's a, there's a range. The only thing the court's looking at, is it just inequitable? But within that, it's a range. So it's not like child support where there's an exact formula so i will then encourage people to go off and get your own you know independent legal one hour consultation hear what the lawyer has got to say about the specifics of of your case and then consider that and then consider you know what your ex and you are putting forward and then decide can you move forward without a lawyer or do you both feel more comfortable moving forward with your lawyer? So it's all about getting sufficient information so that you can make that informed choice without feeling bullied into anything is the way I'd probably describe it. Yeah, it's about knowing that there are different options. And again, it's really big with both of us and the way that we like to communicate with the people we work with is about educating people and allowing Correct. them to make an informed choice. And that's really where my next question goes because for separating couples who would prefer not to go on the lawyer route, can you tell us, can you educate us <laughs> um, as to the other options available to them, including what you do at Divide? Okay, so, so they, they, they can choose to do it themselves. If you get onto the, the Family Court um, website, they've got some excellent resources. So um, sometimes people can start doing themselves. If you get into things like super and stuff, it, it can get quite complicated but but when couples come to see us what what we do is we work with them through all the steps that require are required but i certainly say to them here's what i need to happen so you guys can go off and do as much of that as you want and then come back to me and obviously that will reduce your costs or if you're at a stage where you know everything's too much and you're trying to keep your head above water and you'd rather me do it for you then I'm happy to do that, but obviously it will cost you more. So giving everyone the information so they can then make those choices. And people choose different things depending, depending where they're at. But basically the steps that, that we go through with couples is, first of all, to, 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 you know, to detail and understand what their assets and liabilities are and, and how the current care of their children is, is, is working and you know, depending on the ages of children and the, and the support that they need and is someone then um, reducing their employment hours to care for children. So, you know, it's getting a snapshot of where they're at. Then, then it's, it's educating them on their financial position because it's very common that one person has been in charge of the finances and the other person hasn't. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's, it's, it's a partnership, you know. So, um, but it's then using that time to then educate both people so both of you understand what you've got um, in the pot and understanding the facts that the court considers 
in determining a, a split because even if you're agreeing to your own split we're then presenting that to the court and, and the court will be looking behind your reasons to check that it's just and equitable and so in those other factors we're looking at you know each of your future needs each of your earning capacities the care of your children how old your children are as part of that then we move into looking at what your assets and liabilities are and, and if there are properties in there are one of you wanting to buy the other person out or does that property not suit your needs anymore or can neither of you afford to buy the other property out and in in which case is it better to sell the property and um as part of that i would also encourage people to then get their mortgage brokers involved to determine how much they can each borrow in their own name so what we're trying to do is get all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle together to understand what properties are, are, are valued at how much you can each borrow in your own name find out if anyone wants any of the particular um, properties if some of them if you might have an investment property and one person's say saying okay you, you take the family home i'll take the investment property as part of that, we also then need to look at what are the tax implications for the person taking on that investment property? Because um, if that property is sold down the track, there will be a capital gains tax implication. So we're trying to look at all the factors so that basically no one's blindsided down the track and says, oh, I wish I'd known that before I'd agreed to the numbers, you know? Mm. And then as part of that, we're also then looking at superannuation because it might be advantageous if we know someone can only borrow a certain amount and they both agree they want one person to stay in the family home, that part of that person's super gets moved to the other person, if that then enables them to have enough cash to refinance the loan on the family home. So, so and then as part of that, if properties need to be sold, I'll say to people, well, you're better to get on and work together and sell that property to get the best price, particularly, you know, in this current market. And because we want to deal with, actual numbers rather than estimates wherever it's possible because if you if you do an estimate so if we estimate the value of a property and then you know a few months later someone sells that property it's obviously the amount is going to be different to what we've estimated you know so that will then mean someone in the couple someone's won and someone's lost and all that does is add angst to the situation and doesn't fit in our overall sort of mantra of being able to move forward fairly without rubbing salt in the wound and therefore being able to co-parent successfully and 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 as part of that that transparency and those informed choices and looking at all the factors and i find that as you work through those factors you're building credibility and you're building credibility not from being in a relationship but a new credibility as co-parents and honesty that if someone says they'll do something it actually happens and so you're setting the new platform that enables you to move forward and co-parent on a more successful basis than if this had been done through um letters going around around from from lawyers you know so but we're breaking it down into manageable chunks realizing that the whole thing is is overwhelming and if you gave anyone all these jobs at the beginning and they just throw their hands up and say it's too hard because they're also trying to deal with the you know the emotional factors so it's like step one send me all your documents or you put together a spreadsheet and i'll send you a template for what your assets are you know then step two does anyone want to keep the properties or are they to be sold then step three let's look at the super you know then get the mortgage broker so through that staged approach um people are also gaining knowledge gaining understanding and gaining confidence to be able to make that informed choice so that no one ever looks back and thinks oh if only i'd known that you know that that's i i, I never want that for for anyone like i didn't want that for myself when i did my own property settlement um oh probably 20 years ago now um yeah yeah, I think that that's the thing. We often just don't realise. I was exactly the same as you, Belinda. I didn't. I've learned so yeah. much since my property settlement. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, well, and I actually something haven't. You want to be an expert in, is it? Like you only. No. <laughs> you only go through it when you have to go through it. 
<laughs> yeah, but um, we're, we're perfect examples of, well, certainly I am because it, finance is just not my area at all of thinking, oh God, God, we did it in such an amateur way. We had no idea what we were doing, but ha- having my business as I do now and, and working with you, I understand yes. so much more about it that when somebody comes onto my group or even sends me a message looking for some support, I'm like, oh my God, no, don't move forward until you've spoken to Belinda or until you've done this or this yeah, or this because get, get of the horror get, <laughs> what get the information happen. but yeah, it's get. also when, when people are almost embarrassed to say I don't understand our finances it's like don't be embarrassed we've all got strengths and weaknesses you know quite often when you know make a generalization here but when the male ex is having the kids for the first time he hasn't yes. done half of the things so he's ringing you up about how do they like their sandwiches how do they like this how do they like that so so you know it's been a partnership you all have different knowledge and different skills and and as you move through the property settlement it's a chance for all those skills to be um shared with the other person so you understand your finances and he's able to make their ham and cheese toasty the way they like it Brilliantly, I, I love that. I was also just thinking of the, the two of us, Belinda, because uh, as, mm. as we were saying, we've worked together for such a long time and we do have a giggle, don't we, occasionally? Because we have a giggle, <laughs> but we then have very different skill sets, you know, we, and that's why we can each understand each other. I had to put a formula in a spreadsheet that I was sending to you <laughs> that took me about 45 minutes and I think you had to correct it. But yet when it comes to anything like social media or stuff Oh, online, God, you leave me hands down. Absolutely, I've got no clue. I had to have my son set up my thing so I could do my Zoom this morning. So that's the thing. We, we all have areas that we're working on to improve. So no, no judgment. No um, judgment. No judgment yeah. from anyone because we're all on the journey to try and get better. Yeah, we've all got our strengths and weaknesses. So Belinda, can you tell us what are the main benefits of choosing the no lawyer pathway? Um, well, well, the, well the, the, the first benefit is, is in the, the more that you're able to do yourselves, you know, the, the less it will cost you. And I, I think the thing to remember is that whether you go to lawyers or divide or do it yourself, the first step is always put together the documents to support what your current financial position is. So you will be doing this work anyway, like the lawyers or, or us don't have access to your financial documents. So, so I say to people, be your own admin assistant, put your own documents together that anyone's going to ask you for anyway. And in that process, I find people normally then become more confident that they can you know, move on to the move on to the next step, and and I think the the other key thing is is if it's if it's the two of you and you're both motivated to move forward, you can move at a faster pace than it being through two sets of lawyers and the multiple letters going round and round because the, the lawyers are limited by the legal process that they have to follow. So it's not that they choose to do it this way but but the way their their process works so on on one side you've got if the two of you are doing it by yourselves or or with divide you two can send each other an email back and forward and you can agree on something and when you've agreed on it you can hook me in and say let's document that or you can have my assistance as you email back and forward and have me cc in because i normally find that helps people um watch their behavior and there's a little yes. bit more um yeah so it keeps everyone a bit more accountable which is good if you go the legal way the way it has to happen is you go to your lawyer to talk about an issue your lawyer then has to write a letter to your ex's lawyer in relation to that issue your ex's lawyer then reads the letter and then discusses that matter with your ex your ex then advises their position in relation to that letter your ex's lawyer then has to write a letter back to your lawyer outlining their client's position and your lawyer then contacts you to tell you about the letter and find out what your response is. And then you go through that whole process again with a reply, you know? Mm. So you can see how the legal costs mount and and all of this can be happening when you're just trying to establish what's in the asset pool, you know? So one lawyer will write to the other and say, please tell us all your assets and liabilities. 
which is the bit that you need to get together anyway, because you're the one putting together your bank statements and your super statements and your mortgage statements. And then they go through all that process and then they get the letter back and, and quite often they won't have answered all the questions. So then you then your lawyer's got to go through the process and send another letter back to say, well, thanks for this and this, but you still haven't advised, you know, the value of the car, the value of the shares, whatever. So all of that backwards and forwards just to establish what's in the asset pool can really, um, you know, churn up the costs. So um, it, it's far more cost effective to cut out all those middle people. You and your ex work together to send each other, you know, what your bank statements, what your super statements are, in, in, include me. If, you know, so, some, some people, they, there's no concern about, um, you know, trust or honesty with, with that. And so they might then sit down together and both log into internet banking and both agree each other's balances and then put all that in an email to me and we can document it that way. So the key thing is, are you both comfortable? For someone else who's then not comfortable, we'd require more documents. But, but we can tailor that to where people are at. But, but the lawyers can't do it that way. Your lawyer is not able to contact your, your ex. Your lawyer has to go to their lawyer back to them. So you can just mm. see how not only is it, it you know, take, it takes a long time, um, rather than you sending them an email and then coming back with an answer, you've had to wait two weeks for this whole process to go around, you know, plus, you know, add, add on to all the costs. And I also find that through that, it just fuels resentment rather than trying to work together. So, so if you can work together, it then enables you to look at things like, does one person want to keep the family home? And you can then have a discussion about it. And if it's, you know, you've got young kids and you want them to stay in the same home, to go to the same school, you know, you, you can sort of work through that. And I find that if, you've, if you're doing the other things together, both people are then prepared generally, and, and we do different things to encourage that along the way, but to have a bit more give and, give and take to work out a solution that involves the family home and, and, and to also understand that because there is no exact formula, there's, there's a range that at the end of the day, you know, there's a component of negotiation. And, and that's the same whether you go to a lawyer or not. So, you know, there, there, there's plenty of people who will go to a lawyer and they say, oh, we'll get you X. And then everything goes back and forward. And then they say, oh, well, this is the best we can get you or you need to go to court. And so whichever avenue you take, understanding that there is that negotiation. So if, if you're then more in control of your own negotiation and understanding the facts, like how much the you'll be able to borrow in your own name, what you could do with super. Um, I just find we're able to negotiate a better result that fits the needs of all the family. Because even though you may no longer be a couple, you're still a family because you're still co-parenting the children. And I also then encourage that transparency so that if you're going to a mortgage broker, I encourage people to then go to the same mortgage broker and share and, and everyone's seeing the same results because if if one person can see that the bank will only lend you a certain amount they can see you're not trying to play any games or anything to get that and the only way that you could possibly buy the family home is if you know you're getting more cash in the split and they're getting something else and with that openness and transparency i find people far more willing to negotiate than if they've got a legal letter saying this and so what then happens is because that they can't do those, you know, negotiations as well when it's going lawyer to lawyer, letter to letter, it ends up that then the easy thing that the court says, oh, is if you can't agree, everything's got to be sold, you know? And um, we all then know the, you know, the buying and selling costs of property, you, you don't want to do that unless there really is no other option or you've both decided that that property then no longer meets your needs. Like I have plenty of people who, um, you know, kids have left home and they're both in some huge house rattling around and, and they start off saying, well, I want to get the house, I want to get the house. And then I said to them, well, does it suit you though to have that huge house with all that maintenance now? And then, then they say, well, no, actually, I'd much rather downsize and have that. I said, great, now's the time to, to do that. So sometimes it's just giving people those things to, you know, to, to think through. But if you're working with each other, it's, my, my experience has been, everyone's more motivated to, to, to do a deal and to have more give and take than 
getting legal letters just fires people up rather than calming people down. Yeah, when you talk about those uh, legal letters, it was mm. starting to you frustrate me just listening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like things to be done as you know, let's move forward, or at least Correct. even if we're not moving forward a hundred miles an hour, let's be moving forward. Something like that would drive me crazy. And I can completely understand how it would also actually infuriate people. Um, and, and like we were saying earlier, Belinda, there are people who do, they, they have no other choice because of their situation. And that is the only way. But if you have a choice, why not try and avoid that? And you talk about modeling um, that good behavior between each yeah. other to help build a better relationship upon which you can co-parent. But also we have to remember that our kids are watching us. And even Absolutely. if they're really quite young, they can, they don't know exactly what's going on, but they can see how both their parents are managing it. And I think it's a good opportunity to be able to role model to our kids that, okay, things haven't worked out. We can't, we can't stay together. But for the sake of, of our kids and for our, all of our futures, we're going to really put in the effort and make this happen and do the right thing. And, and kids can see that happening. And even if they don't realize it at the time, they'll realize mm. it later on in life that mum and dad pulled together at a really, really difficult time in their lives yeah. to get the best outcome for them. And that's an incredibly powerful message to give our kids. It is, and it, and it is one you don't realise at the time. So my oldest is now 22, and only probably in the last six months, he said as he's, you know, he's, you know they, they find out a bit more as they get older, he's like, basically, thank you that I didn't know any of this stuff that was going on, you know, um, what is it, you know, 15, 20 years ago mm. when you and Dad were going through all this. And, and thank you for always, because I say, you know, we would both say to him, um, we want you to get the best bits from each of us. We've each yeah. got good bits. We've each got bad bits. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you getting my financial stuff is great, but your dad's exercise leaves mine for dead while I'm sitting in the coffee shop, you know? So, <laughs> so um, he's, he's the one who's taking them on the hikes up Mount Cuthra and all the rest of it. And, you know, but it's highlighting that everyone's got strengths and weaknesses. So I said, if you can get the good bits from each of us, um, and, and not get either of our bad bits or learn from that and see how we've managed it. That's what we want for our children. You know, we, we, want, we want the best for them and we don't want them to um, go through as, or avoid some of the pain that, that we've gone through. And I think then modelling that so that they don't need to choose and they can have, um, you know, each parent involved as they um, want to. Like, you know, Robert, my oldest one, has just done his mechatronics thesis which i won't pretend to understand all about rockets and I <laughs> that said, means nothing oh, I, to me <laughs> i said i said oh, i think that's got your dad's name on it because i thought my eyes are going to water if i've got to read through that rocket thesis so yeah. um you know so simon came over and he took over that and then they were well planning a trip to tassie and i'm like i'm more than happy to pay for the tassie flights if you take on the rocky rocket thesis you know so it's then <laughs> but but it's then working out how you you do that to, to get the best outcome and, and, and they certainly see that. So I, I totally, totally agree with you, but that's not how it started out years ago. You're not, not trying to dust off my halo or anything here. Like that's taken years of, yes. you know, fine tuning and doing it. So you don't, you don't start off there, but, but that's where it's in everyone's best interest. Cause we're, none of us have got the, you know, to, to carry grudges and angst. We all just need our energy to get through every day and do everything we do. else we're doing. So if we can let some of that stuff, and that pain and suffering go and, and, and move forward and see the qualities in your ex. Obviously there were some qualities. That's why you're with them in the first place and, and focus on that. It, it's best for both of you and for your children. So yeah, I totally agree. And, and what both of us are saying from a position of having got to an, an amicable space with our exes that has taken yes. a long time and a lot of hard work, that actually yes. trying to do it right at the very beginning in that separation process is a great opportunity to start off on the right path uh, rather, off, than, exactly. rather than have to change the path at, 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 great, at great difficulty and often at um, a cost to the kids further along the line. So maybe, yeah, using the opportunity of the separation to learn to work together in a different way um, but look let's face it a property settlement is essentially a financial exercise well yeah it, it is. is totally a financial exercise um, one of the reasons I would feel most comfortable in the hands of an accountant as opposed to a lawyer 
is for help with my super and my tax, which my mm. eyes glaze over as soon as anyone starts talking to me about it. <laughs> so, how important are these kind of things when you're dividing your assets at that particular point in time? Yes, super and tax are... Um, yeah, I, I'm an early account, so I do get excited by those things. But um, <laughs> um, they they are, are very very important, and and they are when when people choose to do a property settlement list themselves, they are often the things that are that are not considered, and that is to the detriment of one of those one of those people. You know, so um, particularly if there's been well, well, first of all, if there's if there's tax liabilities, that then fits into each person's earnings. Sometimes we'll choose to then keep funds joint for a period of time, particularly where there's joint properties, so that um, you know mortgages and everything are still paid by joint funds until we agree a point in time when things are to be separated. So a lot of couples couples will choose to separate finances from one July, but again, in a planned approach, so no one's blindsided. And they don't then go and someone's cleaned out the joint bank account. You know, that does not help anyone move forward with transparency. So if we're then going to look at structures where we've got finances combined for a certain time, we might be looking at from a, a tax effectiveness way, depending on if there's an investment property or whose name um, it's in. But similarly, if we're then keeping um, finances joint for a period of time, we also need to factor in the additional tax that one person might be paying to create a fair result. And I find that then when you put that on the table, the person with the higher income is prepared to pay ball and listen because they're feeling everyone's needs are being considered. It's, it's not, it's not favoritism for one person or the other. And, and our engagement letter clearly says we can't act to the um, detriment of one person, you know, so you need to take into account, everything. If there's a self-managed super fund, that takes it to another level of um, complexity. But certainly from, from my point of view, easily, 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 easily managed, but, but everyone needs to understand the, the impact of that. And the key thing is then factoring those numbers in because generally what most people are wanting to understand is what's the amount of cash I'm going to end up with at the end of this and is that enough for me to buy a home or not? You know, that, that they're all the detail and that's what they're trying to um, get down to. So it's also explained to people, like some people think you can move super from one person to the other and then you can get that money out of super and you can use that to buy a home. And it's explaining, no, that's not the case. You can't do that. You can only take money out of super if you meet certain you know, conditions of release and we can go into all of that. But, but getting advice and getting that factored into your property settlement. So again, no one's then down the track got a tax liability for selling an investment property and without that liability having been factored in to the assets and liabilities and the split and the fact that you're taking on that liability and therefore you should be getting more cash or more assets to compensate for that even though you're not paying that liability now, you're paying it in the future. You know, So all of those things, I've, I've got other people where we've got um, you know, businesses and understanding the, the, the tax of businesses or where you've got businesses and or family businesses or family trusts and it's very common that you then um, split income and distributions between husband and wife and family members as part of that family structure, all totally legal as a way of, you know, it reduces, reduces, reduces tax. But you've then got to look at how do you unwind that structure as part of a property settlement. But again, so someone's not left carrying the tax liability and someone else has got the cash, you know. So, so I find, and generally, one, one of the people will have loved that structure or loved the self-managed super fund and done all the share trading and the other person won't have a clue. They've just signed whatever's been put in front of them. So it's making sure everyone then understands and then we can make decisions as to how that structure should work going forward and sometimes people might choose okay i'm going to keep that structure for the next couple of years and then i can get a distribution and set of child support and that can be a win-win because i'm going to get more money than i would and the other person can do it more tax effectively but again all those um clever structures i would say can only work if everyone's prepared to work together. And sometimes people will come and see me and say they're wanting to do something like that. 
And after a short period of time, I'll say that won't work for you because there isn't trust or isn't, and then you're far better to go to the child support formula. And then down the track, once you've reestablished it, you may choose to renegotiate things, you know? So it's just hearing everyone and looking at the big picture and, and saying, have you thought about this? Um, have you, have you considered that? So everything has been looked at and factored into a decision, even though the couple themselves may not have seen that, but it's then making sure that the person who didn't understand that understands it. And then the lights go on and then everyone's like on the same page and, Oh, okay. Now I can understand. And, and that then breeds, um, yeah, credibility, transparency, willingness to then move forward with, with the deal because you've highlighted the pros and cons for each person and, and they're able to make an informed choice. So, and so to put it very simply, get it sorted. Otherwise it might come back and bite you in the ass. Correct. And that when it does come back and bite you in the ass and you're then left with a big tax bill that hadn't been factored in to your property settlement, all that does is mm. um, rub salt into your wound with your ex. Now your ex might not have even been aware of it because mm. you might not have got the advice. But it's, it certainly doesn't um, lead to more conducive co-parenting. It leads to anger. I've been taken advantage of. Yeah. This isn't fair. And, and once the property settlement's done and stamped through the court, you can't go back and say, oh, sorry, I forgot yeah. about the, um, you know, that tax liability. They're like, well, you had the right to get um, accounting and legal advice and you chose not to take it. Mm. So, so it's, it's then part of that big picture. So there's no nasty surprises down, down the track. Mm. And um, Belinda and I actually did a podcast called How Super Works When You Separate, which, which goes mm. into more detail. And I will say that I actually understood it from beginning to end. And if I can understand it, anyone can. Belinda makes it sound really simple somehow. <laughs> well, well and, and it is. It's just that people use big words and everything and make it sound more complicated than it is so that, superannuation experts can charge you lots of money yes. but, it, but it's just a case of um yeah when, when you understand it it's not that difficult and if someone's making it sound difficult you're talking to the wrong person yes that's so mm. true so yeah if anyone wants to have a listen to that podcast it's called how super works when it separates and also if you go to the beanstalk website and just tap super into the search box there's another article there that belinda's done really well-explained article of how it super will work with your separation. I don't think I've got anything around tax and separation on my website, but I know Belinda, you have on your website and you're going to read yes, yes. details for that. So um, I know there's a lot of articles in there to help um, around tax. So just, just putting those resources out there because it is such a difficult, well, difficult, but when you understand it, not so difficult area, but my last Correct. question. And those, you... those resources, those resources are there. So, the thing is, but don't feel you need to have the answers to all those things at the beginning because otherwise you're just overwhelmed, you know? Yeah. So it can be that, you know, you contact me or you do your own stuff and you get your financial things together and then you think, okay, now we've got to look at super and tax and now we go off and look at those resources, you know, because otherwise... Um, yes, don't, gets, don't you get overwhelmed. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming you run off hide under a rock and yeah, so i'm just gonna hide under the doona and it's gonna fix itself and then it hasn't fixed itself and then and then yeah. i had people coming to me who were, had been in a de facto relationship so you're supposed to do your property settlement within two years and you know it's like 10 years down the track and they're like oh i'm really sorry i'm like that's okay we can still make that work but um yes um yeah we've it's all like tried every, it's like and unfortunately it doesn't work yeah. And as you say, it is a very, it's very much a stage by stage process. Mm. Look at one area, look at another area, take it bit by bit. And I think that's what's so important to stop that overwhelm and that, that feeling of wanting to run for the hills halfway through. Um, I've got one more question here because there is mm -hmm. of course a catch to not using lawyers and we've discussed it already that ex-couples they do need to to be reasonably amicable um, to get mm. through a financial separation without lawyers having worked with separating couples for years what advice would you give to help them work together for a peaceful fair settlement so they don't have to pay for separate lawyers i mean i i just say here belinda i Sometimes I think of what you're doing and I think, I don't know how she does it because you're kind of working right in the middle. 
<laughs> of these two people who are going through so many difficulties and you're that middle person guiding them. It must be incredibly difficult to do. So you must have to give them advice to be able to work together. Otherwise it just, it just wouldn't work the whole, the whole um, setup that you have, but it definitely does work. Yes, it does. But yeah, you're seeing people at, you know, at their worst, at their <laughs> most stressful, as, they, as they're like, you know, and, and we've all been there. So, so it, it's a case of then having that understanding and then ex basically explaining to them, here are your options to, this is what you're going to have to put your, pull your head in and what we're going to have to achieve if you want to be able to do this without lawyers. And otherwise, the lawyers will see you coming and start rubbing their hands together for a new car, you know, because they then say, oh, when they say, oh, it's the principle of the thing. Lawyers love principle because then you spend a lot of money over that. So yes. it's then helping people. Um, so I think the first thing that I sort of say to people is for our process to work, both people need to want to move forward, right? And so because the only way you can force someone to move forward is um, commencing court action and, 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 and the court forces them to do something. So ourselves or, or, or lawyers or you individually, you can't force anyone to do anything. But what I also say to people is if, if it wasn't a mutual decision to end the relationship, give the partner who didn't choose to end their relationship the time to adapt and accept that the relationship is over. Because regularly I will see someone's just ended the relationship and then a week later, they're saying, here's my proposed split and all the rest of the other person going, whoa, you know, yeah. like, hey, mm. I thought we were ticking along fine and all of a sudden <laughs> this has happened, you know? So, yeah. um, so, so generally the person who's made the decision to leave, they've had all that processing time in their mind, you know, for, for, for a long time. So what I say to people is the process will move faster than, than you know, one person will want and slower than the other person will want. But if we can manage that process, then you will both save time and money and emotional angst because we will be able to do it without lawyers. But it's then having some empathy and understanding that for the other person who thought they were ticking along planning the Christmas holiday and now they're working out, you know, have they got the house or do they need to get a rental? Like they got a few things going through their head. So if you try and force that person forward when they're not ready, that's when lawyers have a, have a field day because, because people are at their most vulnerable. Whereas what I say to people is if that's the case, let's do things to secure your assets and liabilities so we can, we can write to the bank and say that, um, you know, neither party can pull money out of a redraw facility on a mortgage or, you know, so, something like that and park things and then each go forward and deal with the emotions and just work on the day-to-day -day of what you're going to do with the children going back and forth. You know, that, 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 that's enough. But knowing that the, the assets and liabilities are still protected and when you're ready to come back and, and, and deal with them, um, you, haven't you haven't lost anything. And, and if people are then... And generally when I explain that to people, then they go, oh, okay, and they understand because, of course, we all just these things from our point of view until someone explains it and when you say if you give them that time and but you know it, it's not like forever like there's still got to be some limits and then that other person then feels okay there's some understanding for what I'm going through and as that person works through and gets their emotional support then when they come back to the table they say now I'm ready to move forward and then everyone moves forward quickly you know so so that's what I encourage people to do and as part of that process the other key thing is communication. So, so it works when you're both prepared to communicate. What happens, and this is normally what happens when one person's trying to drag the other person forward and they really don't want to move forward, um, is that then they stop responding to emails and they, um, you know, you're trying to chase them up all the time. And that's when things start falling apart and you lose credibility issues. So what I encourage people to do in that situation is if you're the person who's still trying to cope with it all, or even if you've been planning it for a, for a while and it's not new to you, or even if you've been jointly planning it, you know, quite often people will have, uh, you know, a child in grade 12, have other things going on that they're just like, I just can't deal with this now. I need to park this for now 
and deal with it next year or in a year's time or they're partway through doing home renovations and they're like, well, we've spoken to the agent. If we can finish those, we can get a better price. So it might be that you agree to park things for a period of time. But if one person then communicates that with the other person and says, look, I just need some time to get my head around this and I'll come back within, I don't know, two months, whatever, and tell you where I'm at, then everyone feels heard. So there's nothing wrong with saying, I've just got to put myself back together. I wouldn't be in any state to make a decision now, but I'm still open to it, but I just need a bit of processing grieving time realizing dealing with the shattered picture of what i thought my life was going to look like and now it's not going to look like that and quite often as they go through that period then they see all the things wrong with the partner and by the end of it they're they're skipping forward as well you know so um there's positives for both people but but as part of that process i think the other key thing which fits in with communication is when you agree to a deadline, so when you both agree that, you know, you're both going to send me your financial information by such and such a date, and anything that's sent to me is also the other person is CC'd in. So there's no, you know, there's no secrets. Everything's transparent. If for some reason you're then not going to be able to meet that deadline, it's just, just like in business, like in life, in common courtesy, communicate ahead of time um, and say, I can't meet this deadline, but I can do this because that then keeps everyone motivated that they can work together. Whereas when the deadline comes and goes and then that one person's got to chase the other person, that just adds frustration and how can I work with this person? And that has things um, yeah, falling apart very, very quickly, you know. And, 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 and if you then give the other person the time, communicate appropriately, do what you'll do what you say you'll do when you say you'll do it, or if something changes and you can't communicate that with the other person, then that enables you to, to, to do it yourselves or, or to do it through, through, through our process, which means it can be done far more quickly, cost you a lot less, and you've then got more funds to split between you, and you then haven't had the big legal fees and the drawn-out fights, which, um, you know, just, just drives couples apart whereas if you can if you can do, you know do all those other things that i said it, it enables you to let go of you know the the pain that that everyone's been through in a relationship breakup and 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 focus on the positives of moving forward in your life and and as part of that process develop you know positive and flexible co-parenting arrangements with your ex so that you're in a position that, okay, rather than it having to be exactly this time to this time with kids, if something happens, um, if something happens with you or your ex, you can each then talk to each other and there can be flexibility around that. And, and that's then a, a win-win for everybody. Mm, yeah. I actually, I know there are a number of people who you've worked with from my group who, as you say, with the, we were saying earlier about the go away and sell the family hat home mm. and then come back or like you yeah. were just saying then go away and get your head around it, deal with the emotional side of it and then come back. And I think that's a really nice, sensitive way to work with people who are going through this traumatic experience of separation, Correct. not to keep pushing them forward so that they use your service now. It's about saying, if you're not ready, we will park it and come back at another time. And that can, it's such a, it seems like such a small thing to do, but it would be incredibly powerful because so much of it is about the timing and everybody being at the, at the same stage, or at least both at a stage where they're ready to move forward. Um, and I, 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 it was interesting. I was talking about it in another podcast I had about, um, you know, getting low conflict relationships through mediation. Mm. And somebody brought up that very similar thing about when couples break up, they're often at completely different stages mm. of the separation process. Yeah. And just to recognize the stage that the other person is at um, is, is probably quite a powerful thing to do to show that you, you do still care on one level or on some levels, even if you still want out of the relationship. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Just and you still want your children to have as good a relationship as they can with each of their parents, you know? So 
So even if you might not do it for yourself, quite often people will then do those things for, for the children. But yeah, I've had many people where, where they then go through it and they say, okay, they want to sell the family home. And they'll say, well, you know, basically go off and come back to me when you've got a, um, when the contract's gone unconditional on the home. Mm. Some people, it's two years later till they yeah. come back. But when yeah. they come back, boom, 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 and, and, and we move quickly. And, and, and again, they've then got the control back and they then had to work together to do the renovations, to decide what they do, what they don't do. They're working together to get the best price for the property, you know. So um, lots of positives come from that. And it's also giving people the time to adjust to the new normal, to then see that where you think, oh, the kids are never cope moving between two houses, the, the, the kids are very adaptable. And as long as they can see that both their parents are happier, you know, the, the sort of doom and gloom that they th thought at the beginning, um, it doesn't pan out that way. But you can only see that with, with, with time. Yeah, and so many um, kids have uh, separated parents where the parents have been separated a while. The kids have grown up and they come to know their parents better. Mm. Uh, will often say, oh, I can totally understand why you separated. I can, I'm so yeah. glad that you don't live together anymore. And sometimes I know that if people are listening and they're in the very beginning stages of their separation, that might just seem like it will never happen. But it, it really will. The, the first part is the hardest and mm. time and and a peaceful separation so, uh, process and maybe even a little badge saying we did it without lawyers um, <laughs> is always going to be a really helpful thing for everybody in the family but um, look that I, I'm just looking at the clock and we, we really we're just going slightly over time and I finished my question so I'm glad we got everything in but before I wrap up Belinda can you just tell the listeners where they can go to find you, um, tell us your website address and what they can do if they'd like to perhaps have a chat with you about engaging your services or at least taking it a step further and finding out how you can help them. Sure, sure. So our, our website is divide with a hyphen, so div-ide.com.au. Um, our general email that they can email because we normally would send people an information pack explaining what we do and we encourage them to send that on to their ex as well so both people understand um, what we do and then um, more than happy for them to have a chat with me and that's move on m-o-v-e-o-n at div-ide.com.au or our phone number is 07-3367-5380 but even though we're in Brisbane we obviously deal with couples from all around Australia and overseas where we've got one person overseas and one person in Australia. And we were all doing this long before COVID yes. and work from home and, and all the rest of it. <laughs> so, um, and, and regularly where I've got couples who are in Brisbane, um, they, they also choose not to come into the office and yeah. everything is, is done just as if they were um, sitting in Hobart. It doesn't make any difference. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I would say. But I'd say by getting the information from us and sending that on to your ex, because some people say, oh, there's no way my ex would be open to it. And I said, well, rather than assuming, send them that information. Now, even if they don't choose to engage us, that's fine if it then starts a conversation between the two of you, you know, because my goal is how to get the two of them to the, you know, to the, the final property settlement in the most cost-effective and efficient manner and if i can give them enough information and and they go off and do that themselves or with lawyers and we're not the right fit for that it's still i still get great um satisfaction for knowing they've had the right result for their family which will enable them to move forward and co-parent in a successful way because it's 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 a lot more than than the dollars side when we've got you know everyone's lives at stake yeah, definitely. And you will actually as well um, have a chat. So say, for example, we've got a lady listening in who's thinking this sounds like this could be the right thing for us. And they go onto the website, as women do, start moving ahead, yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. everything sorted. So women are the researchers. So what normally happens is they get on, they do all that, they get the email, they ring me up, have a chat to me. They say, oh, there's no way my ex would. I said, well, could you send my information on to them and encourage them to give me a call? That's what and I was going to say. Yeah. Chat to them. Yeah. yeah. And then, then they come back. Oh, now he's happy to move forward. I'm like, yeah, great. Um, so, but again, it's, 
it's presenting both people with the information so they're not feeling railroaded like they can ring up and have a chat to me no obligation at all and they can talk through their concerns and i can address them and then then similarly they go away and think about it so quite often that'll happen quite often women contact me before anything's happened because we're good at planning for things in advance yes, and then you just yes very good and then you just park that information and it might be yeah a year 18 months that i hear from people but that's absolutely fine by me because I, I want people to have that information, but I also want to then speak to both people so that both of them are invested in the service and wanting to move forward because, again, otherwise it, it, it doesn't work. And, and then, you, you, you know, you, you're um, able to address the different concerns that each person has and then presenting it in a way that each person's concerns are just as valid and we need to come up with a solution that um, gives each person as many wins as they can and understanding not everyone's going to get everything that they want because obviously you, you, you can't divide something and expect everyone to have exactly the same as what they had before. Everyone's going to have less in some way. But what I find for a lot of people is rather than living in the big house, living in a smaller house with less fights and in control of their own destiny um, normally equals a happier life. So, so yes. you know... More money and more assets doesn't necessarily equal more happiness. Of course it doesn't. And I think one mm. of the problems that we have actually when we're trying to get the message of divide out there, because what I was going to say is divide is um, on the homepage of the Beanstalk website. So that's another way mm. to contact Belinda. Just click through onto the link there where the divide information with is. And you will see her um, often in our Facebook group, the single mum vine. But what I very quickly wanted to say is there's definitely, um, I, I think when you've got somebody trying to say, hey, let's use this service, it's called divide. We're program to think that um, when you engage somebody to help you with your separation they're fighting for just you it's very unusual mm. that you are the only service in Australia that does this where you will yeah. actually work with both people people just don't realize that's out there so when the woman's trying to get the as we're saying yeah. all the other way around trying to get the guy on board and the guy's reluctant you can understand him being reluctant because he's probably thinking Correct. well this is somebody who who my ex has found who's going to be working for her benefit and not mine. Correct. They don't realise there's somebody out there who is actually going to be working for both of you equally. Um, to find exactly. The and that's why I then say, you know, let me send you our engagement letter. Let me explain it to you. I am, you're both signing that. I am engaged by you jointly. Yes. So I am representing all your interests. It doesn't matter who found me first. And, and regularly, the person who found me might say something and I'll say, no, I think that's totally unreasonable. And then the, the bloke will go, yeah. oh, good, someone's listening to me, you know, but, 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 it works, but it works both ways. And so we all need to, you know, be, be I find I can sort of call people out on some of those things when one person is being totally unreasonable. And when it comes from me rather than coming from their ex, people are more yes. open, open, open to it. And, but obviously it's, it's done in a way of saying, you know, you, you, you're stressed, you're fighting for your children, you're doing all that, like, but, but different things, yeah, different things come out and it's just then in order for you to move forward through our process, we need to realign some of those things and, and, and what you're asking for, I can't see how that can be achieved. Because, you know, some, some um, women who come from very, are in a very wealthy relationship will say, well, I'm entitled to this. And I'll say, well, we can only divide up what's in the pot. We can't put any more in there. So you might say you're entitled to whatever, but if the pot doesn't have that in it, <laughs> you know, you can only divide up what's there. So if, if, if money has been lost along the way, there's different things, we can do different ad backs and look at different things. But at the end of the day, you can only divide up what's there. So just because your friend got something that was a lot more, doesn't mean that you'll get that if you've got less in your pot to start with. Mm. So there's some of those practical, um, you know, stuff that we don't like hearing, but, but, but it's the truth. Yeah, and having somebody there who's mutual between you is the best person to yeah. hear it from. I, I don't know how you do it. I think what you do is absolutely incredible. And I know that you must be so busy at the moment because unfortunately we do have a lot of couples separating because of what's going yes. on in the world today. But um, as I mentioned earlier, whenever I have you as a guest on my podcast, we get so many downloads. And I know why it is. It's oh. because we're discussing 
the stuff that matters and we're helping people mm -hmm. find the answers that they need and ideally before heading down that costly and unnecessary lawyer route how wonderful it is to be able to help people have that uh, have more peaceful conversation around separation and to save money um, it must be really rewarding to be able to help so many with that so belinda thank you once again for coming on and for sharing your fountain of financial knowledge around separation with me today well thank you for your support lucy it's 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 um yeah very much appreciated no, I, I love having you on and I love being able to actually understand some of the wording around the financial world. It makes me feel very clever. <laughs> and as, as I say, as you I, are. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had known you when I separated. Um, so um, and to the single mums listening, I encourage you to consider your options when formalising your separation. All we want is for you to make an informed decision based on your own personal situations that will get the best outcome for your whole family, kids included. And it's very possible this process will not require lawyers. Work together, keep the peace, and have more money left in the bank to begin your new life as a single mum. So until next time, ladies, goodbye. <laughs>